and I've you know always thought of well there's there's sort of two churches there's a free church in the west that I'm part of and then there's a persecuted church which is somewhere else and I just had this sort of growing realization actually there's only there's one church these are our brothers and sisters across the world today millions of Christians are persecuted they face oppression imprisonment displacement and even death simply because of their faith in Jesus Christ these courageous believers are our brothers and sisters we're in this together with them and we need to hear their voice join host Laura as we discover their stories today on Release International's Voice podcast. Over 20 million people in the UK regularly give their time as volunteers in various sectors and organisations. Release International benefits hugely from the contributions of our team of dedicated volunteers. Whether it's speaking in churches, organising prayer groups, fundraising or sharing information, Volunteering is one key way to stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Release International's volunteer coordinator, Andrew Wilmshurst, and we'll be talking to Release volunteers Annette, Simon and Suzanne. Listen in as they share about their passion and life-shaping experiences as volunteers with Release. So welcome Simon, Annette and Suzanne to The Voice podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello. Hiya. It's good to be here. Thank you. It's good to have you with us. And it's also good to have you in the host seat with me today, Andrew. Yes, thank you. It's great to be here today. So Simon, Annette and Suzanne, you are all volunteers with Release International. And you do a whole range of different things in your roles. So today I want to ask you all about that, what it is you do, what inspired you to be involved and how you have been blessed through your involvement. So Annette, let me come to you first. How long have you been volunteering with Release and what was it that inspired you to get involved? I've been involved for 15 years now. Um, I first learned about the persecuted church when I read Tortured for Christ when I was just 15 and it had a massive impact on me and then later on in life once my youngest child went to nursery I thought what does God want me to do now? I'm at home, I've got a wee bit of time in my hands, what's God's plan for that time? I started listening to Christian radio and I heard about Release International so I started praying and sending away letters And then a campaign came up and I said to my pastor, I think we should put this forward for the church. And he, could you speak to the church about this? And he said, no. And I was quite shocked. I says, what do you mean no? He says, no, because it's not for me to do it. It's for you to do it. God's put it on your heart. So you get 10 minutes, you're at the front of the church talking about it. So that was my first introduction to it there. Amazing. And Annette, your main focus in volunteering with Release is within your local church. Um, can you tell us about that? Like, What sort of things do you do and what sort of positive responses have you had? Well, working in the church, I've always felt the most important thing is to be led by what God wants you to do. And that can change each week, every church you go to, just to be led by what the Holy Spirit is leading you to. In the past, I've had, at one point, we had a box, which was three foot by three foot. 
and we had that at the front of the church. There was somebody in Iran who actually was in a box that size for five months. So when we were praying for the, the church, that whole service, we had somebody in that box praying for the persecuted church during that. And that had a massive impact on the time, um, on people individually. It also had an impact on the service because one of the people who climbed in the box was also supposed to be doing the sound desk. So there was no sound when we started the worship. Um, I've also done packs for people, um, for prisoners of faith. So that they had a pack with the bookmark. They had a bit about the profile of people. And so they could take that away and that was their person that they could write to. I've done Christmas cards. We do the magazines. Whatever God leads us to. And it's, it's fantastic to see how God can use even just a couple of minutes of time to impact people. Yes, definitely. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, and lastly, what are you most passionate about as a volunteer? What's the most rewarding thing for you about it? Telling people about the persecuted church and getting other people involved. Not necessarily people that you would think. Not people like you think, oh, people like will relate to me. It's not that. It's people who God speaks to. I've had people who were prisoners and in this country, not for being prisoners of faith, for things that they had done. And they've come up and says, Annette, I want to get involved. That is wonderful. I know what it's like to be a prisoner. I want to pray for people who don't deserve to be in prison. I've had people from other countries, from Pakistan and Nigeria, and they'll come to the church where, where I was. And they said, I didn't realise when we were over there and suffering that you are praying for us and you're supporting us. And that is incredible. And to be just a very small cog in the wheel to help people all around the world is in outstanding. But just to be where God wants us to be, to be part of the big picture. That is great, Annette. Thank you so much. Your passion's really coming through there. It's really great to see. So thank you. Now, Simon, let me come to you. So your role in volunteering is slightly different. You are the pastor of a local church, but you also speak on behalf of Release in other churches in your area. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you got involved? Uh, yeah, I um, I started to get involved about 10 years ago. I uh, was at a meeting and I met Imtiaz, who's one of the Release development managers and uh, works particularly in Pakistan. So so we sort of developed a friendship and we got chatting. And then uh, about eight years ago, he invited me to go to, to Pakistan with him. So that was kind of the, the beginning. And the, 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 the speaking thing came out of just the, the impact that those sort of trips made on me. And I think the thing that really impacted me was that I'd been, you know, receiving information about the persecuted church and persecuted Christians for you know, for 30 years. But when you read something in a magazine or a, or a prayer letter, you're just, you're slightly detached from it. It doesn't make a, you know, it, it makes an impact, but it's a, for me, certainly it was a kind of, a, it was a limited Im impact. And I think actually having had the opportunity to visit, uh, I just thought, wow, actually I'm, I'm really ignorant about the reality of Christians who are persecuted. And then reflecting on my own kind of you know church experience just thought well actually I think I think most Christians in the UK are actually very ignorant of 
the reality of the persecuted church. It's something that's sort of over there somewhere else. It doesn't directly impact me. And uh, and I've you know always thought of, well, there's, there's sort of two churches. There's a free church in the West that I'm part of. And then there's a persecuted church, which is somewhere else. And I just had this sort of growing realisation. Actually, there's only there's one church. These are our brothers and sisters. And actually, we need to be um, uh, caring for them and loving them and praying for them and in order to do that, we need to make better connections. So so the reason I've sort of got interested in becoming a, a volunteer speaker for Elise was just to try and make those connections and to raise awareness of what it is really like to be a persecuted Christian and to um, tell some of those stories and sort of, uh, I guess, be a bridge between sort of two different, very different communities and raise awareness of uh, what's really going on so that um, churches in the UK are, uh, you know, just realising we are, it's one church, we have brothers and sisters all over the place whose experience is very different from ours, but there are brothers and sisters. And like any, you know, any family member who was in trouble, we would want to do everything that we could to help them. So so that's why I sort of got involved and why I love love doing it and giving time to it. That's great. So you touched on it a bit there about how actually visiting um, Pakistan and the, and the projects that release run out there, um, how that really impacted you in your role. But could you tell us a bit more about that, uh, how that has changed your perspective and what it was like to meet persecuted Christians face to face? One of the things that's changed for me was seeing the just the passionate worship of Christians for whom that is a very costly thing. And just the the day to day reality of always being under pressure for your faith. And yet in the midst of that, having such an amazing love for the Lord and a desire to share that with others and just to see the um, uh, yeah, just the love that people have for the Lord when it's so costly. So, yeah, that's made a particular impact on me and I think we were in Lahore when there were two uh, suicide bombings in local churches and um, the morning that it happened we were actually away in a different city but we came back in the evening and went straight to visit some of those who'd been bereaved in the morning and that just had such a profound impact on me because in those situations there's there's simply nothing really that you can say but just to be there, just the presence of, well, actually, you're, you know, you're, you're not forgotten. You are cared for. You are loved. There is a, a worldwide church family who are with you in, in, in all of this. So, yes, I mean, those are just a, kind of a couple of things, really, but completely changed my perspective on faith and my walk with the Lord and, yeah, my desire to, um, yeah, serve a bigger family. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Simon. Um, now, you've already shared about some of your experiences, um, but is there one particular experience or one person that has stood out to you? Um, yeah, I, I, was, I think, it's, I mean, it's so, there's so many people that I've met who have deeply impacted me. There's one gentleman that um, that I met who was in hiding and he came out of a hiding to meet with us. And his experience was that he had been, um, he was false, uh, false accusation was made against him that resulted in him um, 
being in prison on a uh, with the prospect of the death penalty. And uh, he was in prison for two years. And at the end of that time, he was acquitted, but then had to go into hiding anyway. And while he was in prison, his wife had died from cancer. So just the most traumatic circumstances. And yet his his love for the Lord and his desire to serve the Lord was 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 just amazing. When he smiled, his face just lit up with you know, with joy for the Lord. And he said the thing that was most frustrating for him was that he was unable to minister in the way that he had been before because he was had to be in hiding. And he said, we asked him, um, you know, what his favourite Bible verse was. Uh, and it was the verse of Paul where, in, I think it's Philippians one twenty one, where Paul says, to me, to live is uh, Christ and to die is gain. And... Um, yeah, I've, I've never, I, I still pray for him regularly, uh, but he was just one of many people who made a profound impact on me uh, because it's, you know, for me, it's, you know, to say that kind of thing, you know, to, for me to live as Christ, to die as gain, uh, it's an easy thing for me to say. Uh, but for him, that was, you know, that was the the reality that if he wasn't careful, his faith might well have cost him his life. But for him, that was a, you know, something he was happy to do so yeah lo- lots of people i could mention but he's one that has yeah stuck in my mind on today's podcast we're speaking to release volunteers annette simon and suzanne we've talked about the inspiration behind their volunteering and the ways they are raising awareness in the local church keep listening as we go on to talk about online events fundraising and how you can get involved and visit releaseinternational.org forward slash volunteer to find out more. Now let me come to you Suzanne, you've been involved as a volunteer with Release in a slightly different way again from what we've heard so far. Your focus has been with the Release women side of the ministry, so can you tell us what inspired you to get involved with that? Yeah, so it was when I was studying um, a diploma in cross-cultural and biblical studies at All Nations Christian College about two years ago. I had to do a ministry placement. Um, There was quite a few placements to choose from, so I wasn't sure. Um, But one option was working with Release Women. And I was invited to go along to a Release Women's conference. I think it was the 10th year anniversary in London where I heard Helen Bahani speaking. Um, She was locked in a shipping container um, and badly tortured and beaten for sharing her faith in Eritrea. And she had an amazing testimony. Yeah, she really testified to have really known Christ with her through that terrible suffering. And she spoke with such certainty of God's love, despite her horrendous suffering. So that was it. I just wanted to get involved and know more about our persecuted sisters in Christ. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that sort of leads nicely into the next question, because I know, as you said there, you come from a bit of a mission background yourself and you're very familiar with that cross-cultural work. So why do you think it's important for Christians in the UK to be interested in things like this and to develop these kind of connections with the global church? Okay, yeah. So when you read the book of Acts, um, you see 
the world being turned upside down by a group of ordinary people preaching the power of the gospel and through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But I think Christians in the UK, they um, we don't see this ho- happening very much in the West. But it is still happening. And, it, and it's often in countries where it's most dangerous and difficult to be a Christian. So we need to hear from our Christian brothers and sisters um, who are risking everything to follow Christ. Um, they may not have theological degrees, but they have scars and suffering, the sufferings of Christ that are often better teachers of what it means to follow Christ than a certificate in theology. The Bible also tells us that there's only one church, one global church, um, and that's the Church of Jesus Christ. So we're all one body, so that means we're all one family and therefore we need one another. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And recently, Suzanne, you were involved in organising a special online event for Release Women called the Esther Experience. Now, what did that look like and how did it go? Yeah, so the Esther Experience is normally um, a pampering um, evening with um, friends from church or whoever, uh, where you hear the story of Esther from the Bible while you're pampered. But obviously, lockdown doesn't really um, allow that. So we um, organised um, a Zoom event and uh, I partnered with another Release Women volunteer who lives also lives in the southwest. We'd never met before, but we chatted online and then we decided to, to um, look into it. Um, and we managed to get about 30 ladies from our church to raise money for the Strength to Stand groups in Pakistan and Egypt. Um, it was, um, we, we gave them gift bags. We went around with gift bags, um, which included information about the event and Release International Voice magazine, goodies and also items that would encourage them to engage and pray for our persecuted sisters around the world. Um, we had uh, a speaker from Release International. We had James Fraser, the Scottish representative for release and he told us the story of Esther and how this story helps us to identify with persecuted oppressed Christians in in poorer countries such as Pakistan and Egypt and we managed to raise about 800 pounds. Wow amazing that sounds so creative and I loved how you engaged with people online in that so if someone is listening and they felt inspired to do something similar How would you encourage them? I would just say, find another person who's also interested in um, supporting persecuted Christians and choose a date, get in touch with Lynette from Release Women and just start planning and God will do the rest. Yeah, that is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And we really appreciate you joining us today to speak about what you do and your roles and it's been really interesting so thank you all so much and Andrew thanks again for joining the conversation so you are Release International's volunteer coordinator so when it comes to volunteering you are the key point of contact in the organisation so we've heard some great stories today and a whole range of different ways that people are involved in volunteering with Release International 
So tell me, why do you think volunteering is important and how have you seen people flourish in these roles? Yes, thanks for that, Laura. Um, Volunteering is really vital because it allows us to engage so much more of the UK church in the ministry. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews 13, verse 3, continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Volunteers are helping God's people to fulfill what he has called us to do. We've got volunteers all across the UK who say, yes, I see the problem that our brothers and sisters are facing, and yes, I want to be a part of the solution. Well, that is just amazing. Our volunteers are wonderful people, and even though I've only been in this role for just over a year and a half, I've had the privilege to see many volunteers flourish in their role. I mean, just this year, I've seen a volunteer off her own back start up a prayer meeting for persecuted Christians. Yes, I did send her resources, but she was the one who initiated it, she organised it, she hosts it, and she leads it faithfully every month. I've seen others really get involved with our volunteer speaker programme, developing their gifts. And one lady even shaved her head to raise funds for release. It's absolutely amazing. We've also got lots of volunteers who faithfully serve in other ways, which are just as valuable. It might be something as simple as putting the Voice magazine out on their church display table. It might seem like a small thing, but in God's kingdom, what the world would consider as insignificant, God can use for great things. Absolutely. So if someone is listening today and they're thinking, I would really like to get involved with the release in this way. How would they go about doing that? Yeah, great question. Now, the best way is to go onto our website, releaseinternational.org forward slash volunteer, and look at the main volunteering opportunities we have and see what's right for you. We've got several roles, um, but if there isn't something there that matches the skills that you want to offer, we're always happy to discuss how you can play a part. So I know that there is an opportunity for anyone to get involved. Volunteers make a vital contribution to the Ministry of Release International. Today we've heard from three ordinary individuals who felt the call of God to get involved. In each case, it was hearing the story of a persecuted brother or sister which sparked their compassion, that led them to the realisation that we all belong to one church Geographic and cultural distance can never be a barrier to that. And when they saw one part of the body suffering, they wanted to do something to help. Maybe in listening to this conversation, you too have felt the call to get involved, to share the stories that have impacted you with others, to use your time and skills to help practically. Whether it is representing Release International in your local church, speaking from the front or starting a prayer group, fundraising or helping at an event, handing out magazines or offering a special skill. If you feel the call to get involved, then please do respond. Thank you so much for listening to The Voice podcast. Please do subscribe through your favourite podcast app so you can stay connected to the voice of persecuted Christians. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube. And if you don't already receive our free quarterly magazine or prayer alert emails, then please do subscribe on our website at releaseinternational.org forward slash podcast. 
Remember, you can find out all about volunteering with us at releaseinternational.org forward slash volunteer. Remember those who are in prison as if you were in there together with them and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Do not abandon them.